You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and this is my conversation with Graham Crabb, who is the frontman for a band called Pop Will Eat Itself. The reason for the conversation was to promote Pop Will Eat Itself's then-upcoming tour of Australia, which occurred in March of 2018. So let's hear what Graham has to say. Let's go. Hello. Hello, Graham. It's Andy Mackay-Smith calling from Queensland in Australia. How are you? Uh, hi Andy, I'm good, how about you? Oh, I'm not too bad, uh, good time for me to call to have a chat? Yeah, yeah, that's fine, yeah. No worries mate, alright, I think we've got about 20... 20... o'clock at night here. Oh, alright, is it, gosh, yeah, it's 8 o'clock in the morning here, so, uh, yeah, well, it's uh, obviously Sunday night over there mate, how's the weekend, okay. how's the weekend been for you? Yeah, good. Uh, the kids have been uh, on half term, so uh, my two youngest uh, are going back to school tomorrow. So uh, it's been great, but hooray for a bit of spare time again. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm right in the thick of that myself, although my kids aren't school age. Next year, my eldest is going to school. She's only four and a half at the moment. But uh, yeah, I definitely feel the pain of child rearing okay. insofar as I've, I've had both of them. I'm married and I've had both of them over the weekend, mate. And I've, uh, it's been my turn to look after them over the weekend to give the wife a break. So uh, yeah, you sort of, uh, it's worse yeah, than having a hangover, yeah. isn't it, Sundays? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll get stuck into things, mate. Um, this is actually very exciting for me because I've been a long-time fan. Um, I saw you guys back in um, 1995 yeah. on the Alternative Nation Festival when you came out here. Uh, so, gosh, 22 years ago, whatever okay, it was. yeah. You know, and, and you have enjoyed uh, it, you know, a critically acclaimed career since 1987's Box Frenzy. The first phase of the band reached a pinnacle. Yeah. In, in my, this is my opinion, of course, with the excellent Dos Tidos Mis Amigos before you decided to pursue other projects. But you got back together again over a decade ago, I think in about mm. 2005, and I think you've been going ever since. But, mate, when you look back over the band's career, what comes to mind? Uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Dos Tidos album as well. I think there's a kind of maturity about about the sound. Um, I think before that, This Is The Day, which was our second album, um, was perhaps uh, the most inventive one and maybe the most fun to make and put together. Um, and it's just good to still be doing it and uh, other people are interested. Yeah, they're still very interested, mate. And you've, you've always enjoyed a, uh, a following in Australia. What, what do you put that down to? Um, I don't know. I suppose there's just a kind of, you know, kindred spirit, really, between uh, Australia and the UK. I mean, the best places for us, really, were, you know, Australia, New Zealand, America and the UK. Um, we did never really crossed over that much to the rest of Europe, but... Um, the, the kind of English-speaking uh, countries and, and, you know, places that have a connection with the UK. We've always done really well and, uh, you know, found a lot, lot in common with the people and uh, it's served us well, really. Yeah. 
Look, there, there must have been one um, North American, at least, that was inspired by the band, because I always found that there was a lot of Popolite itself in the early Nine Inch Nails. So Trent Reznor, I think, um, must have been listening to you guys early on in his career. Do you get that feedback very much? Yeah, I mean, we uh, we shared a producer in, in Flood, and um, first time that we worked with Flood, he said that Trent was a fan. Um and he played his Nine Inch Nails music, and, you know, we really like that. And then, funnily enough, later on in our careers, when uh, we were without a record deal, Trent got on the phone and uh, signed us up to his Nothing label. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, no, he's always been hes been a bit of a, I wouldn't say necessarily a pay-it-forward type of a guy, but he certainly likes to bring bands under his wing when he, when he can with the wonderful success that he's had, so... Do you ever envision that there could potentially be a collaboration in the future between you guys? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, I know Trent's very busy now. He does a lot of um, soundtracks and stuff. Um, maybe that takes a lot of his time up. Um, but I'd certainly be up for that, to be sure. Hmm. Cool. So a bit of a different question now for you. Um you know, with the internet and our awareness of so many of society's ills, you know, they're highlighted due to the rapid speed of information over the internet. It feels like much of the lyrical narratives that Popolite itself are famous for that you were talking about even 20, 25 and 30 years ago are very much relevant in 2017. And one of the songs, my, my favourite song of yours, of course, is probably your, your biggest one, if I'm not mistaken, but Ich bin ein Auslander. Um, hope I pronounced that correctly to any of our German-speaking mm. friends. But what's, mate, what's your take on Trump, Brexit, and, you know, the humanitarian disasters through the Middle East? Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know whether you, you... You can't really predict these things, but um, certainly the, the world seems to have got more paranoid and maybe, as you say, that's just because of the speed that information travels these days and it's just a shame to see people um, giving way to their fears um, instead of being open and welcoming. It seems to be a more paranoid world and people want to build walls and and shut people out and send people home and everything. And you just think, well, you know, why is that? You know, why why can't we get on? Why can't we be, be more accepting? Um I don't know what the you know what the answer to that is really, but uh, it is certainly a more paranoid world. I think your the song that I mentioned, Dick Ben Icelander, could almost be used as a anthem, if you like, for what happened around Brexit in some way. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, the message behind that is that if you don't speak up for people, then at the end of the day, when it's your turn to be picked on, there's going to be no one left to speak up for you. So uh, in that way, it's it's a message that's relevant to everybody. Hmm. All right. Um, tell us about your recent project, Je Suis Krabi. Actually, you've got a thing for the for the uh, for the continental European languages. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why that is. Uh, it makes us sound a bit, uh, you know, a bit more intelligent, maybe. Yeah, it's cool too. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's going on with that project there for you? 
that was kind of some tunes I had knocking around, which I wanted to do in a particular style. Um, and it was around the time of the last Pop Will Eat Itself album, actually. Um, and it was, it was very sort of vocal, really. Various things were probably pissing me off. I mean, one of the things I think was Bono and, and Apple and their hijacking of people's oh, phones. Oh, God, yeah, that was terrible. Think, well, mm. what, what a nerve, just, you know, nobody asked for it. So, so you know, what are you doing trying to trying to hijack people's phones? Um, yeah, he's got his head up his ass. So, uh, yeah, the yeah. serious sort of... Absolutely. And uh, so there's a, bit, a few issues on just me grabby that I wanted to uh, get off my chest. Fair enough. And um, do you think you'll be doing any, I don't know, sometimes when artists come to Australia, it's a long way from, from England to Australia. Do you think you'll be doing anything uh, with Just We Crabby when you're here with Pop Elite itself? You know, like a small side thing or a club event? Uh, uh, I haven't thought of it really. Um, I guess that possibility is always there. I know the gigs are pretty um, hectic sort of internal flights every day, flying from one town to the next. Um, then we've got meet and greets, um, you know, saying hello to people. So how much time we'll have spare, I don't know. But it uh, sounds like a nice idea. <laughs> what do you think your biggest challenge has been through your career? Um... I don't know. I mean, it's, I suppose we've tried to stay um, ahead of the game and try not to get sucked into the mainstream, but then that has its problems, I suppose, that you don't get the the airplay or the exposure that you would like. So, you know, you have to kind of accept that. I know when we first started, um, the radio stations in the UK weren't playing our stuff, the feedback we were getting was that they were too loud and too noisy. But you fast forward sort of 10 or 15 years and, um, you know, there's no qualms about playing anything like that. Um, If there was any kind of swear word, we also used to get told that it it couldn't be played, whereas now it seems to be no problem just to, to drop the swear word or beep it out or something. Um, so, you know, things like that, it's, uh, you have to wait for people to catch you up sometimes. Yeah. Mm. So you are, I should have asked this question at the beginning, my apologies, but you are coming down to Australia for a tour. That's the reason we're having a chat. What can fans expect from the show that you guys are going to put on? Well, hopefully we'll play some of their favourite tunes, um, some of the pop music itself highlights. Uh, there'll be plenty of singles, there'll be newer tracks, uh, some of our last album. Um, so hopefully enough to please everybody, really. Uh, we've got um, Richard March. Richard March is back with us for, for this tour. So uh, he's going to be on guitar. So it's uh, another original yeah. pop release itself member, which should be good. 
Okay, um, I think that's about it, actually. Is there, um, actually, I will ask you this. Are you okay if I broadcast our interview here as a podcast episode? I host a radio show and also a podcast series. Yeah. No worries. All right. Well, um, I will definitely be in the audience when you guys too. I'm from Brisbane, so I'll be at the Brisbane show. I think you're playing... Actually, I'm not sure where you're playing. I'll have to look that up, and I'll, I'll tell everybody at the end of the podcast episode where they can catch you guys um, on your tour around Australia. So congratulations. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the first, first show, is it? Yeah, I know it's, it's the first yeah. one. Yeah, it was. I don't think it was Crowbar in the Valley. I think it was either the Trifford or, or uh, the Brightside. Um, Trifford. Trifford, is it? Okay, gotcha, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a cavernous venue, that yeah, one. Yeah, so looking forward to that yeah, I've been told um, it's it's a great venue. I don't know what what's your take on it. Um, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's not too bad. It's just very. It's it's um it's not the Go audience on. doesn't slope down toward the stage like in a lot of the best venues in my view, and uh, so consequently a lot of people who were a bit challenged yeah. might sort of have to sort of bob up and down. And um, it gets. I don't know what what's going on with okay. that venue. It gets the bands that play there. Um, always get a packed house so mate i think you guys will have something resembling that the last time i yeah. was there living color of all bands were there and when i say all bands i thought i was the only one who loved i'm a musician you see you know i love living color and a lot of uh funk metal and funk rock yeah. style bands and uh mate they they packed it out on a sunday night so i think you guys will do the same there's a lot of love for you here as i've already mentioned so um i can't see why you won't won't have a full house mate and uh will you be doing the meet and greet thing after after the show with the fans yeah. Yep. Oh. Yes, we are. Yeah, I think there's a meet and greet on uh, on all the gigs. So, yeah, I mean, come and come and say hello by all means. Yeah, well, I'd love to shake your hand. As I say, the last time I saw you guys was 22 years ago. And um, do you do you remember that festival, the Alternative Nation yeah. Festival? And what, what what was that like for you guys? Yeah. Yeah, I think was that the one? Did I have my leg in plaster? I, I, I couldn't tell remember. you. I was, I was so far away from the stage. The no. Yeah. Yeah, but no, it's always been great, really, Australia for us. So, uh, you know, we're just we're glad to be coming back. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great, mate. Well, as I say, you're going to be very well received when you come down here. And, you know, I do want to congratulate you on your career, mate. You know, I know it's not easy being a working and a uh, a successful musician, especially. And, you know, you guys have, uh, in particular yourself, mate, you've had a lot of integrity throughout your career. Um, so, yeah, congratulations on, on a stellar career in Pop Elite itself and your various individual pursuits and projects. Oh, thanks very much, and uh, yeah, just looking forward to to getting down to it. No worries, mate. Well, I'll definitely be in the audience, and uh, I'll come and shake your hand, and uh, yeah, I'll enjoy the show. Okay, cheers, Andy. No thanks worries, for your time. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was my discussion with Graham Crabb, who is in the band Pop Elite itself. Thank you so much for listening.